Welcome to From the Red Room, I'm Mitch Proctor. I'm doing this intro as an addendum to the story I wrote on the homepage. This page and podcast are still and probably always will be evolving, but with the help of trusted friends, old and new, I'll be adding and changing as we go along. So I think I can't really say it any better than the all too poetic ways that Guillermo put it on dark entries, uh, which is ironic because part of the hesitation in doing this was because I feel that so many people have said these things so much better than I could so many times before. But as we've been conducting these uh, little experiments in conversation, friendship, and uh, reliving old times, there have been a few uh, critical and complimentary and uh, growth comments made and how we could address uh, this this adventure, this little uh, experiment, if you will. And uh, one of them being uh, the volume. So let's address that right now. Uh, we are working on it, and I think mostly it's going to be about me taking a little bit more charge of the the uh, interviews and getting people right up on the mic. So in advance, apologies for the instances when the volume drops out and we can't hear some of our other guests. Uh, I will definitely dedicate myself to getting people to speak more directly into the microphone. As we go through the conversation, and people kind of ease off and relax. I've noticed people leaning further back, uh, getting into the flow of the conversation, and forgetting that the microphone is even there. So, I recommit myself to you, the listener, that we will do better at keeping those volumes consistent across our guests. Uh, Second, um, one of the first changes that we want to do is recategorize the podcasts to help possible listeners and possibly find the the, uh, podcast that most interests them. Uh, So going forward as best we can uh, we'll be breaking them into the following categories uh, ruminations reminiscence reflections there will be a fourth to be added later uh, it just hasn't been determined yet so ruminations these podcasts will most likely drift the rising tides and currents of thought seeking shores of, of revelation and understanding uh, we'll probably talk about life, love, politics, art, shared experience, and this uh, current state of isolation that we all really find ourselves in, while at the same time being in the company of all those that we adore or possibly sometimes loathe. Uh, these will be mostly free-flowing, the ruminations. I feel that those late-night, early-morning conversations that are so hard to capture, so fleeting, might be glimpsed here. We may never really ensnare that magic uh, of telling stories around the campfire, um, and, and pondering the stars above, but, uh, just like those conversations that I, de- uh, that I really do adore the destination, uh, the, these, these will be destination agnostic, no real intent to find the answers because sometimes seeking those answers are also very more, uh, enriching the, the journey is more enriching than the answer more, more than the destination. So that will be ruminations. Uh, the next category reminiscence. These will be those stories of drunken celebration of life and existence, uh, revelries of friendship and family, tales of, you know, that one time, tales of that one time. It still, it still makes us laugh. It makes us feel young. Um, one of the benefits of living is remembering, remembering the life that we've injected into the days that we've spent with our loved ones. Um, while that can sometimes seem contrary to a life of looking to the horizon, uh, and certainly to live only looking in the rearview mirror is to invite catastrophe, but sometimes enjoying the present is maximized uh, in the company of those with whom you have history. So those will be the reminiscence. If you want to hear tales and stories of loves of old, adventures with friends, uh, that's what those will be. 
uh, reflection will be in the next one. Uh, working title. I think we, I, I like it because of the duality. The reflection is going to be um, well reflected in the duality that we see constantly in Twin Peaks. Uh, so as we embark on this new season of Twin Peaks, uh, I want to talk about it weekly. Go over the episodes that have, have come. Maybe think about what's to come. We'll toss ideas around, review, um, really kind of just really indulge in this this world that's being created. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. No, I'm sorry. Uh, at this point, it'll be two nights from now, which really matters not to you if you're listening. But we'll be sitting down with Guillermo again to actually go over our reflections on the debut uh, night of Twin Peaks third season, the four episodes that we got to watch together, uh, and kind of going over it, talking about it, seeing how it made us feel, seeing what we think. There will be, I'm sure, critical uh, appraisal of the the show and what we saw, uh, while at the same time just pouring over details, just loving it in, in, in what or in what we liked about it. So, back when the original series was on, I didn't get to catch it. Um, uh, I was watching the original series uh, in the late 90s, so it was off the air for a good five or six years by the time I finally caught up to it. Um, I wasn't an internet guy, and uh, as time wore on, I didn't have a whole lot of people to talk about it with uh, and, and pour over theories or just wax poetic and... and gush if you will on on how much the the show meant to me how it impacted me uh, what i thought of it but it became so part of my life and my daily tasks um that that i took for granted at times the great work that it was and assumed that everyone loved it uh, the same way that i did so i'm going to take this this time with the reflections to really drink it in and embrace and discuss without any preconceived notion or too clinical of a dissection, um, want to really dive in. Um, in the modern parlance, maybe just geek out on it. Fanboy it up. Uh, we'll see. That's uh, why we're going to call that one Reflections. Um, I spent so much time rewinding, pausing, and researching. Uh, I would let it play in the background as I tooled around the house. I read through uh, Filled with Secrets and Laura's Secret Diary. Uh, the Filled with Secrets was full of essays on Twin Peaks and it just really poured over each piece and really tried to digest it as best I could and tried to look at it with, with new eyes that these other clearly fans had, uh, had the, the eyes that they had seen it with and that they had devoured the things that, uh, that were being put forth on the screen. Um, I fell asleep many nights to uh, Maestro Badalamente's soundtrack on many nights. Um, I saw all these characters that I could identify with while at the same time not having much in common with at all and uh, aspects that I would aspire to um, sometimes it's just nice to have a hero uh, the show was weird and comforting the way that it played out the way that it was presented the juxtaposition of comedy and drama and mystery that really it all pulled together so well as to make you forget the world around you. I mean, you didn't have to really solve the mystery. And, and I know that the second season fell off. A lot of people talk about how they don't like the second season. But um, I'm, I'm not in that camp. I just wanted to believe 
for a little while. Um, those small those uh those small town values that I grew up with got turned on their heads. Uh, I know it's easy to talk about Twin Peaks and uh, the nothing is as it seems and uh, look at the facade of small town America thing, but I don't think that's its real appeal. I don't think that the it uh, that it ends or begins there. I think that for me and may, maybe a, a lot of people, uh, the real enchantment is in uh, is in the good and the bad and the black lodge versus the white lodge and the ocean of uh, brilliant sorcery that is beyond simple life. Uh, the beautiful things, the, the simplest things, a cup of coffee, cherry pie, <laughs> uh, a portal to a place both wonderful and strange, even a shadow self that begs one to try harder to wrap one's mind around the spirit and, and who one really is. And would you face the dweller on the, the, the threshold with perfect courage? I don't think that I would. Anyway, the point being is I just wanted to welcome you to the latest incarnation of From the Red Room. I just wanted to lay out for you kind of the ideas that that uh, we're having here uh, and help you find the conversations that you'd like to be a part of. I don't really know where it's going and uh, I'm, I'm not all that concerned. I hope that my friends and I more my friends is really who I think is but I hope my friends are as witty and as entertaining uh, as I think they are and I hope that we have as many things to say as I imagine we do um, but all in all I'm very grateful that you would take the journey even if you just listen to one even if you find something interesting um, I, I hope that maybe you'll comment maybe that uh, you can contact us and uh Maybe we can get additional guests, get additional uh, input on Twin Peaks and its impact on your life. Uh, maybe you just want to ruminate. Maybe you want to reflect or reminisce. I think that everyone has a good story to tell. Well, almost everybody. And hopefully we'll have some. I would say that Twin Peaks was probably my first obsession since music uh, when I did find it, the amount of time that I spent there. Let's see what we can do with words. I'm fairly certain that there's more here if we just dig a little. So bring your shovel, uh, bring a backhoe if you want, as long as we're doing something. So hopefully we'll see you on the other side of the Sycamores. I'm Mitch Proctor. This has been From the Red Room. And remember, every day, once a day, give yourself a present.